The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Fired up uh, tonight. The finals are set in both the leagues. It's rare this happened the way they did it. And you know what's cool about this? We don't really have to wait that long. Like, seriously, we're starting the NBA finals on Thursday. And uh, the Stanley Cup Finals start on Saturday, but uh, it'll all be, be about the NBA for the next uh, couple of days and the what-ifs and the coulda, shoulda, would-haves for the Boston Celtics. But the Las Vegas Golden Knights drilled, absolutely drilled the Dallas Stars uh, tonight. 6 nothing final score game creeps over the number. Uh, Major League uh, Baseball tonight, uh, George, we discussed uh, earlier tonight. Listen, I lost the same game parlay with the Dodgers and Bobby Miller over four and a half strikeouts. Um, That was frustrating. I should have just taken Bobby Miller to record the win again. That's a good prop that I've been doing in these games with big, um, big numbers. But... We did lay a run and a half with another bet with the Dodgers. And as we talked about, so the Dodgers have now won 33 games on the season. 27 of them by two or more runs, George. It's the way to lay the Dodgers. the only way to play the Dodgers. I would expect the Dodgers to beat the Nationals up this week, too. Agree with you. you know, I think the Dodgers might be up on the Yankees over the weekend as well here. Uh, so, uh, I, the Dodgers, I think Sher- I think it was you and Sherapan were both on this last year as well. That's how you uh, play with Dodgers. I don't know, I remember him yelling at me that you had, that's how what you have to do. I was on that tonight as well. I'll be on that tomorrow. Also, it's Gonsolin, and I don't really care who Washington throws out there, but Irvin. Uh, same Irvin. thing with the Braves tomorrow. Elder against Sears. I think they'll, take, they'll, they'll get back to business here and take care of uh, the Oakland A's on the run line. I agree. With Elder on the hill, minus 260 right now. Run line is minus 145. It's probably going to climb. What do you think of the Bronx Bombers? Your Yankees with uh, nasty Nestor Cortez on the hill here. Plus 125. Gilbert, minus 145. I don't know if I trust the Mariners as a favorite like that. Uh, Gilbert, I mean, he, he, he can be good. Cortez has not been nasty Nestor this year. He is over five. Over five. I mean, that over-under is seven. How am I not going over seven? I can't disagree. Seems like a pretty short. I mean, I'm already seeing some seven and a half pop up actually right now. Fanduel, I mean, I I just took it. Fanduel still has it at seven. I mean, uh, minus one eighteen. That's not even so terrible. Minus one eighteen. They scored a thousand runs tonight. I think they'll score runs. To, I mean, I don't think they'll score fourteen runs again. But I think both teams will score some runs tomorrow. What are they all worried about? Bader getting hurt? You know, he may not play tomorrow. Well, yippee. Uh, no, I'll, I'll take the over here. I probably lean more towards Seattle, but that's just a lean. I doubt I'll play Seattle. Who just they have not really hit their stride yet, which is kind of surprising with all the hitters they have and the, the good solid pitching. Rodriguez hasn't busted out yet. Um, Texas are minus one thirty right now. I'm on them as pretty well. Sure. You know me. Pretty short price. Texas and Baltimore in a parlay. Baltimore's not losing. Yeah, well, I did. 
I didn't I didn't parlay those guys today, but I played them individually earlier in the day. One of them won five nothing, another one lost five nothing. So it was good news, bad news. Um, yeah, Baltimore should bounce back tomorrow. They got Gibson going against Quantrill, minus one fifty right now. I got the Texas and Baltimore to parlay. I got the under in San Diego, Miami. Weathers, uh, Alcantara, I think Alcantara will shut down San Diego. Weathers worries me somewhat. He can get beat up, but Miami doesn't have that kind of offense. So I'm taking a little gamble there. And over Toronto and Milwaukee. I'm probably going to have Toronto to win that game in some way as well. Toronto are a very good home team. They need a good home stand right now. They need they need to settle the uh, – they need to calm the waters and you know calm this little storm that they're in. They're a good baseball team. They're a streaky team, but it's time for them to go on one of their little winning streaks. They've had losing streaks. It's time for them to rattle off, like, you know, nine of the next 11 uh, type of deal. They got Kikuchi on the hill here tomorrow. Uh, minus 150. Total is nine and a half uh, right now. George, great stuff. Thanks for joining us. We'll speak before the Stanley Cup final start. Be good, everybody. The quickest 180 minutes of sports talk radio. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bust them, and everybody else in between. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates joining us on the Sports Grid Radio Networks. Series 6 M Channel 159. The finals are set. The Denver Nuggets, the money continues to pile in on the Mile High crew right now. This thing opened up at minus 360, and it's not stopping. Every time we hit refresh, it just gets a little bit higher. And uh, current number right now, as we speak, minus 440. FanDuel is dealing a minus 440. The Miami Heat plus 320. NBA Finals MVP, Nikolai Jokic, minus 320. This is like, I can't recall. I don't know. I'm sure we'll see. The numbers guys can uh, tell me. But when was the last time that somebody was this big of a favorite to be the most valuable player? Nikola Jokic, minus 320. Jimmy Butler, plus 330. Jamal Murray, 12 to 1. Bam out of bio, 55 to 1. Caleb Martin, 55 to 1. Well, listen, man, the way Caleb Martin just played in Eastern Conference uh, Finals, and they didn't give it to him, so it's pretty clear they ain't ever going to give it to him. 55 to 1. Michael Porter Jr., whatever. We see they like to give it to the star no matter what. So this is basically Nikola Jokic. You are getting Jokic at a cheaper price than what the Denver Nuggets are right now. But really, if you are not already in on the Denver Nuggets, the only way to play this is on the series spread right now. We pulled the trigger. Denver Nuggets, minus one and a half games, minus 175. And like we stated, every time you hit refresh, man, the numbers are going up here right now. So I wanted to get this play in, uh, minus 175, because that's kind of as high as I'd like to go before it turns into like a minus 190 or something like that. So our series spread bet um, is the Denver Nuggets minus minus one and a half games. As I stated, we laid us, we laid minus one seventy five, and now I'm seeing one fifty five. They faded me. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is going on. The price went down on the series handicap, but went up with the uh, the actual series. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Let's do this thing Jersey Shore style. Let's get biblical on this Memorial Day. You know, Rick Saratella enjoyed himself. Rick Saratella, NFL Draft, BibleSI.com, and more. Steps up and then, Rick, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Oh, man, love chopping it up with you, Gabe. And we're always preaching and teaching here on the late night. Yeah, right. There's a lot of stuff I want to get to. Let's start off uh, with the USFL. I think it's safe to say that the Birmingham Stallions are getting back on track uh, right now. They're a very good football team. I think it's safe to say that the Memphis Showboats are a very good football team. And even though the Houston Gamblers fell short in that game, that was a great game uh, yesterday. And the Gamblers are a good football team. And I also know it's a stone-cold lock to say the New Jersey Generals suck, bro. You know, they're seven-and-a-half-point favorites, Rick. It's You know, I laid the points because, you know, we know Michigan are terrible. So I laid the points with New Jersey. And I'm like, okay, just to be safe here, just to be safe, I'm going to play them in a money line parlay. And they can't even win the game outright. Not only did they not win the game outright, they were kind of dominated. This New Jersey team last year was pretty good, Rick. They were pretty good to start the season. We thought they were a solid football team. They turned the ball over all the time. The offense is putrid. Kyle Aletta just can't get it done. DeAndre Johnson nearly got killed yesterday. The wheels have fallen off for the Generals, bro. Yeah, you know, it's hard It's hard to get into a rhythm when you have two quarterback system, especially in these alternate spring leagues. I feel like there's so many moving parts. There's so many players coming and going on a weekly basis. When you don't have continuity at the quarterback position, it's hard to find a rhythm. It's hard to put it in the end zone. Darius Victor can only do so much. But you know what? I mean, Kyle Loletta, uh, he was with the Giants right there in New Jersey. You figured he would bring – a little bit more to the table. It's just been lackluster to say the least. But to your point, Gabe, I think the USFL is really just unpredictable from week to week. Uh, I, I also think that the Pittsburgh um, Maulers, even though they lost to the Stars, Case Cook is, is cooking. But I think the Maulers are playing good football. I believe Birmingham is back to where they were at now with, with Alex McGow. I mean, McGoo has got to be the front runner for MVP. And if he's not, yeah, Mr. Magoo, I wanted to ask you about him, actually. He was someone I was going to get to. Yeah. But, yeah, we're going into week eight right now in the USFL. 
And it's sort of like the, it's a lot like the XFL, which one division is completely stacked and the other one, you know, the other one is kind of average. But, uh, you know, Rick is right. The Philadelphia Stars were in the championship game last year. They kind of underachieved to start the year, but things are starting to fall into place uh, for this football team right now and updated, updated USFL futures. And really, we're only about a month off, guys, because there's two weeks left of the regular season, two, uh, two weeks of playoff games. Birmingham Stallions are three to one favorites. The New Orleans Breakers are plus 450. The Stars are plus 450. The Gamblers are plus 550. The Showboats are seven to one. Whoa. The Generals are 850. Yeah, not a bad number for the Showboats, bro. The Showboats, I'll tell you what, Gabe, with, with Todd Haley and Cole Kelly, the way he, I, I like those odds. That's a, that's a nice. Those one. players love Todd Haley. I know Todd Haley's been, you know, he's been polarizing in the past, but I saw after the game yesterday, Man, they weren't faking that either. They were coming up. Best coach in the league right here, man. Best coach. We're going to win. Best coach. Haley has fun with the team on the sidelines. He's, you know, they sort of play like his attitude is a little bit. They're they're a fun football team, Memphis. They'd have to get through Birmingham, though, to get to the championship game. And then we got the Panthers are plus 850. And the Pittsburgh Maulers right now, 18 to 1, Rick, if you're feeling that long shot. Well, you know, I mean, I think they're playing much better than they were a year ago. They got the defensive mentality. I think that's where... They can creep up on people. They've probably got the best defense that I've seen in the USFL. So for me, everyone always talks about quarterbacks, and I wanted to ask you this, Rick. So with the NFL announcing um, that um, teams can dress three quarterbacks now, isn't this massive for guys like Magoo? Magoo's was drafted by Seattle. He was in the league for a couple of years, practice roster, this and that, sort of on and off. But this just opens up the door because it doesn't take a roster spot either. Right. So I imagine, you know, we talked about Kenji Bahar last week. To me, Magoo is the best quarterback that could conceivably be a backup in the NFL, in my opinion. Yeah, I think this is a reaction to your to your point to the San Francisco quarterback dilemma that Brock Brock Purdy and company. Yeah. Josh Johnson. Yeah. And because Kyle Shanahan, this genius young offensive mind is such a poor roster management guy. He only carries two active quarterbacks around like a lot of the NFL does. We're going to adapt and twist and bend the rules. They used to do three. Remember in the old days, there would be three. Yeah, so because we've gotten away from that and, and, and the modern You're right. They want the long snapper and the extra guy, all oh, the extra safety and whatnot, yeah. Right, so we're, we're, we're catering to the rules. But I do love the fact that it does enable the, the, the league to carry more than two quarterbacks because we, we've seen that the lack of develop, developmental quarterbacks have been missing. Uh, you know, NFL Europe was a great cure, and now the USFL and XFL have bridged that gap to something we've been missing for about 20 years. So it's exciting to see. I mean, drafted by the Seahawks, uh, definitely deserved to be in the league. And I love the way he interacts with Skip Holtz. It's like these guys complete each other's sentences. It's great. Well, well to me, he's just a quarterback that's been around. You can tell he could pick up an offense. And listen, we're not saying this guy's going to take over the National Football League, uh, but with the with the extra roster spot now and the extra quarterback spot available on game days, you're going to see, you know, there's not too many quarterbacks from the USFL I think really do stand out. To me, it's Magoo and it's um, and it's Kenji Bahar uh, of the um, of the Houston Gamblers. So basically, Ryan Willis is buried on that Memphis Showboats depth chart. I mean, I really liked what I saw from Ryan Willis, but he just can't get onto the field. But Kelly's playing pretty good football. He is. Yeah, you know, he doesn't make too many mistakes. Um, 
That's a fun football team to watch. One thing I would look at if I was an NFL guy, I'd take a look at somebody's Memphis offensive lineman, man. They got some big-ass dudes, and they do a pretty good job um, at protecting their quarterback as well. But I wanted to ask you, what do you think of the um, – what did you think of the the kickoff rule change? They're going to the college rule here in the National Football League. The XFL had something interesting where they lined them up five yards apart, actually, to minimize the collisions. Yeah. Um, there's different ways of going about it. Some NFL players and coaches are really mad about it. What's your take on it? Well, you know, from a fan standpoint, I would have liked to see them adapt the XFL kind of rules. I think that is cool. It's unique. It's different. And it involves player safety. I'll circle back to that in a second. Now, the NFL does have a relationship, a working relationship with the XFL. So I'm a little bit surprised that they didn't adapt that rule. But then I saw their comments. They said, based on the data, based on the evidence, they've been doing this since, what, 2018, 2019 at the college level, so they've got a five-year record. And this all stems from Roger Godell, the commissioner of the National Football League, who begged, who pleaded, who got the owners on a Zoom call and emphasized the ramifications. You know, Gabe, when I first cut my teeth in this business, the corporate world at least, one of the first acronyms I learned was CYA, cover your ass. And that's what Roger Godell is doing. He explained to the NFL owners, there's future lawsuits coming, concussions, CTE, they're coming. And we just gave up some leverage with two Thursday night football games. So we need to. And this is, that's a good point. And this is some, somewhat of a, a defense that, hey, look, we obviously cared about player safety. We yeah. took kickoffs uh, out, out of the football game. To me. You know, I, I hated the baseball rule changes. I don't like the pitch clocks and stuff like that, although the games are going quicker and people seem to like it. So whatever, it is what it is. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I don't have a problem if it really is about safety. And for, you know, for me. It's so good because, you know, they just passed the Thursday night football. Well, that's the thing. You're going to play that's two games thing. on Thursdays now. That's yeah. less dangerous than, yeah, than, than a kickoff <laughs> and stuff. And I'd like to see the numbers, how dangerous really are these kickoffs. Because honestly, there's not many, you know, kickoff returns to begin with. A lot of them are touchbacks anyways to begin with. Here's the propaganda. The NFL in a statement said this rule is going according to our models. Okay. Not real life evidence. According to our models, whatever that means. Concussions are going to decrease by 15%. 15% concussions are going to decrease because of this rule. I'd love to see the concussions by year of how many concussions occurred on kickoff. Please, tell me. It's all a big pile of shaving cream. You know what? <laughs> Ray Sarantella. Oh, well, that's pretty good, right? Shaving cream. The late night anchor match for class. This is Sports Ranch Ranch. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. 
at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Monday Night Meltdown continues. I am Gabriel Bramsey. We're kicking it with Rick Zaratella. We're less than 100 days away from college uh, football kickoff. The National Football League preseason training camps are around the corner. It's sort of the calm before the storm uh, right now. There's a lot of stuff uh, to get to. So, Rick, we were talking about the the kickoff rule uh, change in the National Football League. And I think the big thing is, too, really, and you see it in college, some teams and some some special teams coaches will just ask their kickers to kick it extremely high, but a little shorter now. Right. But then you get other guys that are still going to try to drill it through uh, the end zone anyways. And then, you know, like people are kind of flipping out about it, but I like what Cowboys speaking of USFL, we were talking to you and I about Cavante Turpin last week, Cowboys Cavante Turpin says he's not fair catching it anyways. He said, they, I played college football with the same rules. He goes, I never fair caught it. He goes, so I don't know what everyone's complaining about. He goes, just don't fair catch it. <laughs> but some kickers are going to kick it like super high where you're not going to have a choice. Yeah, and, you know, I think it's different strokes for different folks. At the end of the day, the teams that value special teams, I don't care how much you twist and turn and bend the rules, it's still one-third of the game. And the teams that I've noticed, I've seen almost uh, most of the league's training camps to me, the common denominator amongst successful teams when I do my training camp tours, the teams that emphasize and put an extra focal point on the special teams and dedicate a good amount of time. And, and listen, it's no fun as a scout, as a fan, as a, as a bystander. Like, nobody wants to watch that. But it's those teams that tend to do successful year in and year out. Look at the Buffalo Bills that blowing that game to the Kansas City Chiefs a couple of years ago with 13 seconds left because they couldn't. They didn't trust squibbing the ball. They didn't want to kick it on the fuel. It might go out of bounds. Just they weren't. You could almost tell. How many times have you guys been through this drill before? Right? How many times? I mean, seriously. You or I, Rick, could be a punter of the Bills. I don't know they practice punting. They don't punt. They went like a month without punting once. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So well, the problem is, though, when you need to do it and you're in a critical situation suddenly, things can backfire on you. And we saw that. It's a good point that you raised about I just thought of the Bills and that kickoff against the Chiefs with 13 seconds left. You know, Gabe, I, I've talking, I, I've spoken to hundreds, if not thousands of coaches. The smartest football minds I ever come across spend a significant amount of time on special teams. I can't, I can't tell you how underestimated it is. And to your point, the situational football, like Bob Wiley is a guy that's been around the game for 50 years. Those situations you just mentioned, he says, they don't get talked about enough. And nobody's preparing for them. So when they do, look at, look at these spring leagues, the mismanagement, the clock management, the time, the game management. What? Nobody's practicing it. Oh, it's absolutely terrible. Uh, but, but that's yeah, that's 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 uh, that's besides the point. You're gonna get me upset thinking back to the XFL championship game, and uh, and Barlow punting the football and never getting it back, and and never getting it back. So you know, there's a lot of talk about Caleb Williams. We spoke about him last week, and there's you know, big article about Caleb Williams. I think it was on SI.com about teams tanking for him. What were her thoughts on teams tanking for him? And, you know, he humbly said, I hope that I'm the number one pick. You know what I mean? There's still work to do. Yet, I really think there is still work to do. I get it. He's, you know, he looks the part. Everybody compares him to Mahomes all the time. But there really are some good football players 
that are going to be draft eligible this year. And there's a lot of these teams and games, man, early in the football season, Rick, just big-time games with big-time players. Uh, I'm talking about, like, Jaden Daniels and LSU playing FSU again. You know, Jaden Daniels is a very good quarterback that's kind of flying uh, under the radar. Quinn Ewers, we've heard about Quinn Ewers so much and the NIL stuff and all this, but it looks like, you know, he has a chance, Rick, especially playing against Alabama early in the season like this. He really has a chance to do something special. You know, Drake Mays, that trendy guy right now, we'll see where he is at the end of the year. But to me, Quinn Ewers and Michael Penix Jr. are two names that really could work their way into like top five type stuff here. Yeah, Penix from a ta- talent standpoint, I love him the most of the bunch, but there's going to be some injury uh, concerns that follow him. But, you know, that that becomes how much our team's willing to risk and reward. And I think based on uh, past years, whether it be size, whether it be character, whether it be uh, athletic traits, uh, teams are willing to take those risks. But the way I see it, you know, you talk about Caleb Williams. He's playing pickup basketball right now, right? It, 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 it's freestyle. It's street ball. And he's got to get more uh, conducive to the scheme. Like he's going to thrive in an RPO, one read, quick decision-making scheme. Drake May, Quinn Ewers, maybe a little bit more advanced in terms of reading through their progressions. And to me, Ewers has no room for mistakes. I think having Arch Manning kind of looking over his shoulder, I mean, it's do or die. And then to me, that's a good thing for him. So I agree with your sentiments. I think all four of those quarterbacks – will be in the first round consideration and it's shaping up to be a very good quarterback class once again. Yeah. You know, speaking of, you know, that we always talk about how many quarterbacks take it to the first round and the bets and all that stuff, but Caleb Williams, Drake may Michael Pettis, Jr. Quinn Ewers. Then you've got other guys that are sort of knocking on the door. You know, a player that to me has redeemed himself pretty well is Spencer Rattler, right? Spencer Rattler has shown a lot, man. You know, he went to South Carolina, he knocked off a bunch of big-time football teams, won big games, without a ton of talent around him. And talking to people that follow the SEC closely, that's going to be the problem for Spencer this year. But on on the other side of that, NFL guys understand that. Rattler showed a lot, bro. You know, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up when it's all said and done in the National Football League. But people have questioned his character in the past. I think he's matured quite a bit. We talked about my guy and J.J. McCarthy as well that has an opportunity, I think, to work his way into the first round. And I brought up Jaden Daniels. Well, um, how about Jordan Travis of the of the Florida State Seminoles, another player that people like? Yeah, a lot of good names that you mentioned there, Gabe. And I'll, I'll, I'll throw Bo Nix out of Oregon into the equation because, you know, there was a feeling that he could go uh, day two if he came out this year. Now, I think he got a $5 million NIL deal to return back to Oregon, but JJ McCarthy he's making more. He making more money there than he would have if he got drafted. That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, no this is a big year for Bo, isn't it? Because he shows flashes where you're like, "Damn, this guy's good." There's an inconsistency level with him, though. He needs to string it together. And there's a big dichotomy with him on the road and at home. And there's always been that way with him. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny since Chip Kelly left, they they've struggled to win the big games, and last year was no different. And I think, you know, Michael Pratt out of Tulane is another quarterback that you've got to throw into the equation. I think he's a dark horse now. There's a lot of love within this uh, scouting community for a Michael Pratt out of Tulane who could creep up into that first round equation. So there's a lot that can happen, a lot of moving and shaking that's going to be uh, determined between now and April. But um, I'm excited for this upcoming quarterback. And Shooter Sanders over there at Colorado, Deion's son. It's going to be interesting to see 
you know, what he brings after dominating the HBCU for the past two years. I mean, he's putting up video arcade like numbers. What does that look like in the Power Five? I, I'm interested to see it. That's a good point as well. In which, listen, the Colorado Buffalo schedule is is a killer. And I don't know how many football games are going to be able to win, but at the same point in time, it's going to be a chance for Sanders to showcase himself against good football teams and put points up on the board. And whether they win or lose games won't affect uh, his uh, draft status. So you wrote something over at allaccessfootball.com. Uh, great stuff. NFL draft, NFC South rookie impact stat uh, projections. And you're going to be doing it for every conference and um, and division. So you start off uh, here in the in the NFC South. It's going to be a fun division, but I know you wrote about the AFC North as well. And that's where, to me, the AFC North, you can't, you really can't make the argument. That's the best division in football. you got the Baltimore Ravens who are stacked right now. The Bengals, of course, are an elite football team. The Cleveland Browns on paper are damn good. You have a full year with Deshaun Watson, a full just everything, no controversy around uh, the football team. And an up-and-coming Pittsburgh Steelers team that's drafted well. I can't argue with your assessment that that is the toughest division in the league. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, you got two Super Bowl contenders, I believe, in Cincinnati and Baltimore. I think either one of those teams can run the distance. Uh, Cleveland is probably, you know, the worst team on paper. But Deshaun Watson, I know he didn't play well last year. This team is stacked and ready and primed to bounce back with a run game, solid defense. I think Cleveland's going to be a playoff contender. And I liked what I saw from Kenny Pickett. Again, the Steelers finished with the winning record. I thought from, you know, if you're if you're paying attention to the impact series I'm doing, I think Pittsburgh is going to have one of the most impactful rookie classes. And so, to me, there's at least three playoff teams in this uh, division that are going to be competing for the chip. And another division that, to me, it's not the toughest division of football, but it could be in a couple of years in the sense that it could be the funnest with all the young quarterbacks. And I'm talking about the AFC South. I mean, you got C.J. Stroud, you got Trevor Lawrence, you've got um, Anthony Richardson uh, right now. You know what I mean? Just you look at all these, and Will Levis with the Tennessee Titans, all coming into the league at the same time, and or so Lawrence is the vet of the bunch right now. But it's going to be fun, and it it to me, it affords the other teams just to throw the guy out there because everybody's starting from you know what I mean. Hey, we all got new guys. It's time to to get him out there and go through the growing pains. I'm really just looking forward to seeing what Anthony Richardson can do just from a statistical standpoint. You, you know, you're doing projections and numbers and stuff. Dude, I was talking with Jamie Eisenberg from CBS Sports, and, you know, he floated the idea of a 1,000 yards, like rushing. Well, yeah, I mean, look at Justin Fields, right? That would be maybe a, a, a fair comparison because Justin was running around uh, trying to save his life his rookie season in Chicago. And he did have, I think, Fields did have a thousand yards rushing last year. It came close to it. So, no, to your point, though, like you mentioned tanking. I don't think that's in coaches' DNA unless you're the Arizona Cardinals. But, like, think about it. Jacksonville was a one win program two years ago. Now everybody's crazy. Now everybody's looking up at the Jaguars trying to take, they're the king of the mountain. I mean, they're like, I I pitched the Houston Texans the other day or a couple of weeks ago to potentially win a division. And people are like, oh, no, no, Jacksonville's just too much. I, mean, I said, last year, Jacksonville were the worst team in the league. They had a number one pick. Now you're telling me they're unbeatable? Yeah, right? right? Come on. You go worst to first. That's the way this league works. Now, Peterson, he's going to have two statues built in, in his honor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's always a pleasure. Uh, thanks for the time. Rick Saratella, happy Memorial Day. Hey, love you, Gabe. Love all the listening audience as well. Buckle up.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Take it down to the track. Put it all on a horse. Why don't you put it in the bank? Bank? This is found money. I want to parlay it. I want to make a big score. Oh, you mean you want to lose it. <laughs> the late night anger management class. Thanks to Rick Saratella for kicking it with us. Always fun talking quarterbacks and uh, football. A lot of good college quarterbacks this year. A lot of really good college quarterbacks. Doesn't mean they're going to be NFL stars. Who knows? But there's more to life than just going to be NFL stars. But just from a college perspective, a lot of interesting, fun quarterbacks, including Bo Nix. Shout out to our boy Chris Brady tuning in uh, right now. Duck fan. Um, Bo Nix has had his moments. Listen, he's got all the physical attributes. He just needs to string it together and put some consistent... You know, put some consistency together, string together drives, but the Ducks uh, have an opportunity to be a really good football team uh, this year. As we've been talking about, the Pac-12, it's too bad it's imploding because this is as good of it's, as it's been in a long time, actually. Right? UCLA are sort of reloading a little bit right now, but uh, Chip Kelly's done a great job recruiting. USC are obviously stacked. The Utes are stacked. Washington Huskies are super good. Uh, the Ducks are loaded, and Lanning is a great coach. There's a lot to like about uh, these teams. Uh, but we'll get back to college football. A lot of stuff I want to get to here. A lot of stuff going on in the overnight hours with the tennis, the French Open. We haven't spent much time with the French Open uh, yet tonight at all. And, of course, we got the under-20 World Cup of Soccer uh, returning. And we've got Game 1 props already right now. we got player props. And these numbers are going to move as well. So, you know, let, let's start off with the NBA Finals, right? Let's go through the player props right now and just set the um, set the table a little bit uh, for you. So, they played two times this year. 
not, you know, I'm not one of these people that fully, like, what happened in December is irrelevant with these teams now. But at the same point in time, it gives you a little bit of a, all right, was it a higher scoring game? Was it a lower scoring game? Were both the games the same? Or were they totally different? And I think we do have something to hang our hat on here in the sense that, number one, both the games would have went over this number at 218 and a half, 219. They played December the 30th, 124 to 119, Denver won. And they also played on February the 13th, and Denver won 112-108. So they won in Miami 112-108, and they won at home 124-19. Um, Caldwell Pope on December the 30th scored uh, 20 points. Jokic had 19 points, 12 rebounds, and 12 assists. So he went off for a triple-double. And then when they played again in February, he went off for 27, 12, and 8. Murray did not play in the second time that they played. Jimmy Butler averaged 20.5 points per game against uh, Denver. And Bam Adebayo averaged 20.5 points per game against Denver uh, this year. Jimmy Butler's player prop is 27.5 for game one. Might be a little bit high. Jimmy's a great player. He does more than score. He's sort of, you know, he's the heart and soul of that team. We were talking about Caleb Martin getting deserving the MVP. We get it. It's Jimmy Butler's team. No one's going to dispute that. Just Caleb Martin was just so damn good offensively. Cannot continue. They're going to need that to continue. Thing is, Denver are more dynamic than Boston. Not to take anything away from Miami, but Boston just sort of shoot threes. They don't have an interior game. They don't have any big men. They don't have a point guard. They they have a lot of, like, sort of flaws that can be poked at. Denver don't. Like, Spolstra, I guarantee you, Spolstra's going to sit down and tell his guys when they're looking at this and go, all right, oh, God, this, this is going to be tougher, right, just from a challenge standpoint. But as far as game one, so the player props are concerned, I think Bam's number is too light right now. And look, the, the game, the, 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 dude, the game is until Thursday. These numbers will move. So this is for those of you, you know what I mean, you want to get the best of the number here. Bam out of bio, over under 16 and a half points. So as we discussed, he averaged 20 points a game against them in the two matchups. As good as Joker is, we saw AD absolutely go off, right? Joker's going to, you know what I mean? He's going to get his, but it's not like Bam isn't going to be able to score. Bam will be able to score. 16 and a half is a number that I like. When I look at, like, right away when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, good. 16 and a half, I'll play that. Jimmy Butler, 27 and a half. I think it's too high. I don't think Butler's just going to go off for, like, 28 and stuff in game one. He looked tired. He's he's, he's He looks a little tired. Now you got a short turnaround. Now you're playing in the altitude. I think Miami will be more adjusted to the altitude on Sunday after they're there for a couple of days, and they played that game. So as it is right now, I like Bam Adebayo over 16.5. I like Jimmy Butler under 27.5. They bumped Caleb Martin up to 16.5. I was actually in on the ground floor with this guy when it was 8.5, so I'm, I sort of have a little bit of a problem here going from 7.5, 8.5 up to 16.5 is as good as he's been. Max Struess is 9.5, Gabe Vincent 12.5, Bruce Brown is 11.5, Caldwell Pope is 10.5. That's a play that jumps off the screen to me right there. Caldwell Pope's just a big game player. You know he's going to hit some threes. 10.5 is a fair number for Caldwell Pope. I lean towards the over here there. Gordon is 12.5. 
Jokic is 27 and a half. Murray is 25 and a half. And Porter is 15 and a half. The money to be made with Porter is the three-point prop. So there, those are the player props. I actually like them. Like, put it this way. If this game was tipping off like now, and that's what I sort of do when I look at these things, and I like this because of my first instinct. My first instinct is usually not wrong. So if I look at this stuff and I'm like, ooh, that's a sharp number. You know what I mean? Or, oh, that's too, I don't like that, right? I'm looking at this. I'm like, you know what? Butler is high at 27 and a half. I don't think he gets there. And Bam is a little light at 16 and a half. I think he gets there. Jokic, you have to just play like triple-double, basically. All of his props are so sharp and high all the time. A Denver player that has been very good as far as a prop is concerned, and I've been riding it, is Michael Porter Jr. over three-point shots. It's two and a half, minus 130. He's going to get his looks. He's going to, you know, he's going to pop a few. That's a play that I'll be on. Michael Porter Jr. over two and a half. But right now, the Denver numbers are kind of sharp. Jamal Murray, 25 and a half points. Like we said, like we'll play Jokic, triple double, you know, same game parlay. Denver to win. Jokic, triple double. Um, we'll be in on the Porter, um, Porter Jr., three point props over two and a half. I think Bam out of bio. At 16 and a half is a really good play to the over. And I think Jimmy Butler's uh, prop at 27 and a half is a little bit high uh, right now. But I want to get into the under 20 World Cup. We're back. And we've got some futures up here right now. And I tell you what, the United States is really not getting a lot of respect. Considering how good they have been so far. Yet... Whatever. This is only the start of the quarters before. They've made it to the quarters a bunch of times before in the under 20. So it's not like this is something new. They have done this before. But this is a squad loaded with MLS talent. These are the futures right now. Brazil is plus uh, 333. Argentina is plus 350. The tournament's in Argentina. England are plus 650. Colombia. Colombia have looked pretty good. I've, I've seen Colombia play. They're pretty explosive. Colombia are good. They're 9 to 1. Italy are 10 to 1. We're not buying what the Italians are selling. Uruguay are 10 to 1. Nigeria are 14 to 1. But Nigeria have to play Argentina. So they're going to get bounced by the Argentinians. The U.S. are 14 to 1. But the thing is, the U.S. are not going to lose tomorrow. They're going to beat New Zealand and they're going to advance. Matthias, I told you last week. I've been watching every game of this tournament. The U.S. look as good as anybody to me. I will say Brazil have looked good, except Brazil really didn't play anybody. I know the U.S. schedule hasn't been overly killer either, but the U.S. have looked good and on both sides of the pitch. They're 14-1. to 1. I think they're live. People are sleeping on them. But we should note they play New Zealand tomorrow. They were minus 350 favorites. It's up to minus uh, – it went up to minus 400, and now I see it's come down. Once again, to like minus 350, minus 340 or so. It's a little high. Obviously, we're going to have to play the um, – obviously, we're going to have to play the goal line. But, Matthias, I'll lay a goal and a half with the U.S. against New Zealand. You know the under-20 sides that um, they've outscored New Zealand 10 nothing in the games that they played them before. They should handle New Zealand pretty easily. 
Uh, I think so too, Gabe. Uh, I, I agree with you that not enough respect for the U.S. to win the actual cup itself. I do like Brazil to win the overall cup, but tomorrow I like the over two and a half goals in the game. I think the U.S. goes to score. And I like Cowell to score again. I think he gets another goal, Gabe. I think he's been going towards goal the entire tournament. I don't see why he doesn't get another one tomorrow. And I think we get some more goals, and, and the U.S. will have some more respect. So if you want to jump on that U.S. price now, I think the time would be now because I do expect them to beat New Zealand, and the price will go down after they beat New Zealand. Yeah, that's another good one, too, as far as if you want to play the same game parlay. Um, if there's two guys, um, Cade, uh, Cade uh, Cow and um, Diego Luna, those are your two guys to score goals for the U.S. team. I think they win 2-0, 3-0, right? Maybe it's 1-0. I doubt it. I don't think New Zealand are going to score on them. But you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the I'm gonna play the goal scores. I'll play Luna. I'll play uh, I'll play Cal, Cal and um, we'll play the U.S. minus um, minus one and a half in this game. As Matthias stated, the total is two and a half. It's over uh, minus one fifty to the over. So the odds makers are kind of expecting three goals here, and they're kind of expecting these three goals to come from the United States. Uh, we've got uh, Uzbekistan and Israel. This is a tough one, Matthias. Gabe, Basically I like Israel pickup. tomorrow. I have Small a, I favorites. Think Israel, Israel plus one sixty-five money line is nice. Uh, I like the over two and a half as well. Uh, maybe a draw, maybe a draw at two-two, but I like Israel to qualify. I think they get the job done tomorrow. I don't think they have enough respect in this game tomorrow. They've played well in this World Cup game. They've been in every single match, even in the one that they did lose. No, they could have had that game. I watched them too. Yeah, no, you know what? I think it's a good play here. I see it's minus 120. Both teams to score. Israel and Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan can score and they're a little loose defensively. I think both teams will score. You just said 2 2. I think this game will be a 2 1 result. You think 2 2, but it would surprise me. Like, I think the winner will score twice in this game. I like that bet. Both teams to score minus 120. Uzbekistan and Israel tomorrow. There's two games tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, we've got four games, Brazil and Tunisia. Brazil are 8-1 to one favorites. Handicap uh, on the goal line is minus 2 uh, slash 2.5 on the Asian handicap. So I, I think Brazil are a very dangerous team that could legitimately win this tournament. Colombia are playing Slovakia. I think Colombia will beat Slovakia. They're minus 250. Argentina and Nigeria. I'll tell you what, Matthias, the money's coming in Nigeria. The numbers come down. Argentina right now, they're minus 180 favorites. Nigeria are plus 400. The draw is plus 320 after 90, of course. These are knockout elimination games. What do you think about Argentina and Nigeria on Wednesday? Gabe, I told you a while ago that I think Argentina is a fraud in this tournament. I don't think they're that good. And just because they're the home country doesn't mean they're going to win the whole thing, Gabe. I think I will fade Argentina in this game. I told you I was going to fade them the second that they got to the group stage. The time is now. That's pretty, that's pretty deep right there. I'm thinking about Nigeria plus like a goal and a half. <laughs> I wasn't as bold as you. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, we got some tennis. Tennis, anyone? 5 a.m. Eastern, 2 o'clock Pacific. Casper Rude in action. 16 to 1 uh, favorite. Matthias, who are you looking at overnight? We got Tommy Paul and Dominic Stricker. Oh, here's our boy Hugo Gaston playing, the cheater. Hugo Gaston's in go, action Gabe. against Alex Molkin. I got to take Molkin here, minus 200. <laughs> exactly, Gabe. You know what? I'll take my Alex Molkin actually at minus three and a half games over Gaston tomorrow. I'm also taking Alexander Zverev at minus eight and a half games over Lloyd Harris at plus one fifteen on the money. And also Alexander Bublik. I like him at plus money against Zepieri. Uh Bublik plays plays well in majors, Gabe. Uh, I expect him to win tomorrow. Plus money, no ways. And Quentin Halley's minus five and a half over Paya. I'm going for it. Uh, what about the women? We've got some women action in the morning as well. Uh, who are you taking in the women? Gabe, you know, for the women's side right now, I've been looking at the futures before the price goes down. And I think Rebekina at plus 600 is the way to go right now. Yeah, oh, my goodness. There's not enough respect for her on the women's side. For her to oh, be to plus win it 600. All, you mean. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense for it right now. She's, she's won majors. She's won her tournaments. Uh, it's a shame that what she's not well. I gotta take her at plus six hundred right now, Gabe. That's a good number. Because she's gonna win tomorrow. Coco Coco Golf is a four to one favorite against Masarova. I think that's good parlay material. Sweet attack is ten to one. Uh, Azarenka is a minus. She's minus two hundred against Andreescu. That's going to be a good match tomorrow. It's ten thirty in the morning. Seven thirty on the West Coast. Who do you like there? Azarenka is minus two hundred. I like Azarenka, Gabe. I think she gets it done over here at Grandrescu. I know everybody in Canada is calling me bad names right now, but you know what? Azarenka's going to get that done in three sets, I think. I will think Andrzejewski gets one. Yeah, yeah, but it's going to go three sets. And it's plus 125 to go three sets. That's going to be a battle. Plus 125 to go three sets. Follow me on Twitter at SportsRidge. I'll post a bunch of picks. Take the USA minus a goal and a half against the Kiwis. Other than that, you're on your own later.
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 